Hello, greetings, salutations, welcome to the podcast that looks back at albums, movies and video games to ask anyone for seconds. I'm your host Dave. How are we all? I hope we're all staying well and staying sane in this mad, mad world. With it being music week, I wanted to, yet again, do something a little bit different. Gotta keep it fresh and interesting, you know? No? Well, boo to you then, and I'll see you next time. Anyway, this week, I thought we'd take a look at that British institution known as... Now that's what I call music! (laughs) This is number one, uh, top of the pops, uh... Yeah, anyway, enough of that. Just chuck in the advert. I mean, now, that's what I call music. Right, that's the name of the album, right? And listen, listen, it's 30 of the year's Fabronius hits. It's fantastic, okay. This is what you get out of the 30. You get, listening, right, 11 number ones from Duran Duran, Kajapoopoo, sorry, Goo Goo, UB40, Phil Collins, Men at Work, Bonnie Tyler, Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah, and Culture Club. Great, eh? It's 30 hits on record of cassette. Guess what's coming up next? It's only me and it look. There you go, darling. Eyes and teeth, head on shoulder. Z face the all what? Now that's what I call music. For our more international listeners who may have no idea what this is, essentially, now albums are often a two-disc compilation set composing of around 40 songs in an album set filled with... Ah, oh God, this sounds so fucking wanky and cliché the best music from today's top 40 music charts (sighs) well for some maybe but not for me thank you very much anyway for as long as i can remember these albums have always been around often being given a heavy marketing push at christmas as a stocking filler for me i was always fascinated by those front covers in the more modern era of these albums they'd often have a theme whether it be a colour motif, perhaps even balloons, or maybe even a beach theme in the summer. They would always have the most colourful album sleeves, always attracting my attention when I was much younger, not fully understanding the difference between an album and a compilation album. It wasn't until I purchased my first few CDs that I would learn the very fast difference between them almost immediately. Even at such a young age, I could see the attraction. A chance to own an album that would feature all of those songs you loved off of the radio without having to spend an exorbitant amount of money on trying to get all of the tracks on CD singles, or vinyl, depending on how old you are, or even trying to record them all off the radio onto a cassette, narrowly dodging the radio DJ's voiceover introducing the next song in the chart. A perhaps unheard of thing in today's world, but instead, you could have them all in one place, for a really reasonable price. Ah yes, taping off of the radio onto a cassette, now that in itself was an art. You had to know the song well enough to figure out when the presenter would start their spiel about chart movements, so you could hit the pause on your cassette tape. Seriously, it's a really tricky thing to master, and only a select few had the skills to do so. I, myself, did not have that skill. The only comparison I can make in today's world is perhaps trying to see if you can predict where a YouTube video or your favourite podcast advertising section. Skipping ahead to avoid the adverts, but also trying not to miss any of your favourite content providers. Well, content. Okay, that might be a bad example, but it's the only thing I can think of, alright? Anyway, moving on from that. 
I feel it is now time to get into the crux of the matter. We should have a look at the background of this behemoth to get a sense of how it all came to be via the context dump. The notion of a compilation album that had collected a group of songs together in one package wasn't new. Various record labels had already done this to great success. The record label KTEL had a lot of success with compilations such as 20 Power Hits in 1973. Pickwick Records released various Top of the Pop records, which, before you ask, wasn't affiliated with the BBC TV music show of the same name, and Ronco with their Raiders of the Pop Charts collections. It was around 1983 in which the idea of Now was conceived at Virgin Records. As it turned out, EMI had a very similar idea of producing their own compilation records. Seeing this as a mutually beneficial decision, both EMI and Virgin Records teamed up together to present this brand new compilation album to the market. The beauty of the agreement was seeing that a lot of the artists used were on both labels rosters they could simply share the profits as opposed to paying out licensing fees to other labels for tracks they wanted to use. Sneaky, clever, we like that. The stage was set for a new release, but what to call it? Turns out that the name had actually come from an old 1920s poster that was advertising Danish bacon. What? The poster was of a pig leaning against a wall listening to a chicken singing with the tagline, now that's what I call music. Simon Draper, co-founder of Virgin Records, explained in an interview to BBC News, behind my desk at Virgin was a poster which Richard Branson had given me as a birthday present some years before which was a marketing poster for Danish bacon. The joke was I couldn't really start the day without eggs and bacon. Peter Jamieson, from EMI, was sitting in front of me and he said, that would make a great slogan for the compilation. With a name now decided, the time had come to unleash this all new singing and dancing compilation onto its unsuspecting British public. Now that's what I call music number one was released on the 28th of November, 1983. A TV advert was produced and released alongside the album to promote it. It seems that the British public embraced this and it entered the UK charts at number 7 before climbing its way to the number 1 position, where it then remained for 5 weeks, seemingly an immovable. It went on to sell around 1.1 million copies in 1983 alone and soon became a 3 times platinum selling album. Most bands dream of selling that many albums in their lifetime. From then on, it seemed like the Now series had left a mark in the charts. As the years went on, the Now albums would release three times a year, choosing a spring, midsummer, and winter release to capitalise on not only what had been released in the charts to that point, but also to gain the most sales at that time of year. Hell, 98 out of 99 Now records had all reached number one in the UK charts by 2018. It's pretty impressive. It's even estimated that by 2018, at least half of the UK population had been even gifted a Now album. The Now albums even managed to branch out. Branch out to what, though? Well, there's numerous spin-offs, including Now Dance, an electronic dance music compilation, Now Decades, a compilation of music from, guess what, numerous decades, Now Christmas, you guessed it, music with a Christmas tinge, and even now best ofs. Best of compilations for a compilation album. It's utter madness. 
The Now series even branched out into the wider world. In 1995, Now That's What I Call Music launched in South Asia, managing to sell 1 million copies in Japan alone. Now launched in Australia in 2002, replacing the popular 100% Hits album, managing to reach the platinum sales figures. There was even an American variant that was released in October 1998, once again reaching platinum status. Are you ready for now? 17 of today's hottest superstars in one all-new Power Pack collection. Move into a new dimension with the year's biggest songs. I don't care who you are, where you're from. Now you can have all your favorite hits right here, right now. Chart toppers from KZ and JoJo, Aqua, Brian McKnight, Janice, and Spice Girls. Now delivers nothing but the biggest hits you crave. But to get them, call the number on your screen. There's never been a music collection like this before, until now, on CD or cassette. To order, call the number on your screen or send check or money order for the amount shown plus shipping and handling. Must be 18 or older to call. With a little bit of context out of the way now, I think we should try to answer the very loaded question of anyone for seconds this is a tricky one to answer to be honest with such vast track listings many varied spin-offs and best of compilations it's hard to know to where to start from a nostalgic point of view i can honestly see the appeal as i previously mentioned to own the songs in a pre-digital age you'd have to buy them either on a single record them off the radio or perhaps buy their album they're from now albums were just convenient. Not only are you getting the track that you want, but also another 30 to 40 odd tracks bundled in with them for a price of a quote-unquote regular album. That's a bloody bargain. Not only that, but you got some really nice liner notes in the CD booklet and custom album art in one place. It's a bit like a more upmarket version of a mixtape, except it was already done for you and you just had to buy it. The care and attention put into these albums are tremendous. The track listings, while predominantly a compilation album, are sequenced in such a way that the hit songs are spread evenly throughout the album. They're not top-heavy, meaning that all of the hips aren't actually all up front, but instead filtered throughout the track listing, leading to a more balanced experience. Sequencing is a tricky thing to do on an album, but the Now albums have always seemed to get it right. In my experience with the Now albums, I've always really enjoyed them. I myself have only ever really owned one Now album, that being Now 49. It's back, Now 49, with the massive number one from Robbie Williams. Over 40 of the biggest hits around with Atomic Kitten. Now 49, with number ones from Destiny's Child and S Club 7. Now 49, with brilliant number ones from Jerry Halliwell and Roger Sanchez. Now 49, that's what I call music. Released in the UK July 2001, this was the definitive Now album that encapsulates everything about them for me. The album theme was, I guess, summary stuff. 
If anything, it reminds me of the LucasAid colours, a mixture of reds, oranges and yellows, evoking that summer feeling, which ironically was when the album was released. Oh, that's why they did it. Ah, clever stuff. The wide array of genres on display on this album was just staggering. You had pop music from the likes of Ronan Keating and Robin Williams, rock music in the form of Blink-182 and Stereophonics. You had hip-hop from Nelly to even trance from Ian Van Dahl. I naturally gravitated towards the more rockier elements of this album, but the choice of genres was eye-opening to me. It was a musical odyssey to an uninformed child, stepping somewhat tentatively into the world of music, with so many different sounds that seemed so alien to me. In fact, it could be argued that this Now album was actually what got me on the way to my love of music to this day. Thanks, Now. You did good. In this present day and age, though, are the Now albums still relevant? That's a good question. While the CDs are still produced and at time of writing and recording on iteration 110 released in the winter of 2021, there was once a now that's what I call music streaming app. In a bid to compete with Spotify and Apple Music, in 2019 a now app was released in the UK on Android and iOS. For the low price of $3.99 a month, you could get unlimited streams of the complete back catalogue of now albums and spin-offs. However, as of October 2020, the app has been removed from both stores, seemingly due to a lack of uptake from consumers. With this in mind, it is quite hard to see whether Now can continue in this day and age. With the advent of streaming services, why pay a record label to do it for them when they can do it themselves? Especially as everything is now moving towards a streaming society, so to speak. The relevance of wanting to own not only a physical version, but even own a digital version of the music itself is hard to see. While music lovers like myself are still buying physical versions and digital files, the average music fan isn't really likely to do this, which is a terrible shame. While the argument for artists getting paid decently for streaming music still rages, it's well noted that sales of music is slowly drifting to the nether. Even though vinyl and cassette sales may slowly be increasing, Partly due to a nostalgic factor, not everyone is going to do this. I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone for streaming music via YouTube, because it's just so convenient. It's this that makes me think now is going to struggle. Streaming is convenient for a lot of people. Paying $4.99 for unlimited streaming on Spotify or, say, Apple Music, even with their questionable ethics, is going to appeal to a lot more people than your average consumer. Not only this, but with the recent announcement in the UK of noted supermarkets such as Tesco's and Sainsbury's that they will no longer be stocking physical media, it's very easy to see this move towards streaming. It could be argued that this move has partly been encouraged by the pandemic in which people were told to stay at home so their shopping habits were all moved online due to lockdowns and supermarkets in some places being told not to stock non-essential items during that period which included physical home media. In relation to the Now albums, a lot of what's been called impulse purchases will be lost as a result. I mean, how many times have you been to a supermarket for milk to then walk out with milk, bread, a bag of donuts and a bargain DVD? Well, maybe not you, but I certainly have. Given the lack of physical media stores on the high street, supermarkets were certainly one of the places for me to go to get my physical media. 
except for more, shall we say, boutique releases. But I digress, and that's a story for another day. In conclusion, while now does have a certain nostalgic factor to it, given that it's such a household name within the UK, the sheer quality of the tracklist and production of the physical products, I can really see it being discontinued. With the advent of streaming services becoming so cheap and affordable, along with it being much more convenient to the common consumer, the need to buy a physical album or digital files is slowly becoming redundant. If you can get the digital files on offer for, say, £3 in a sale, your average consumer may not want to pay that, especially if they're already paying for an unlimited streaming music service. There's always the risk of buying that digital album and your average consumer not even liking half of the tracks. So why risk purchasing it when you can just stream the hit singles you like on your service of choice? Sure, the compilation albums such as Now Decades or Now That's What I Call Music are a nice package, but again, it's just as easy to listen to them on a pre-made track list or construct your own and bypass the need to buy an album, whether it be digital or physical. Of course, a physical album is great due to the love put into the whole package, but it's now coming to a point where people may not even have storage for it. In this busy world with more emphasis being put on instant gratification with little waiting, why wait for a new album? Why wait to load up a CD or even turn on a record player? What is interesting to note though is that the official Now channel on YouTube has even made compilations of older albums available to stream. This in itself is an interesting evolution of the brand, especially after their failure in the music app game. It's like they've actually learned that not everyone can or even wants to pay for streaming music. It's an interesting tactic for the labels involved to still make money using the Now brand, even without spending any money, as YouTube playlist creation is free. Not only that, but all money made from those streams would go straight to the label anyway, bypassing any need to actually spend any real money to make these playlists or even manufacture a single physical product. While streaming does have its merits, I personally think that physical media will always be king. Mind you, this is becoming rarer to hear. In relation to the Now albums, if I was in a physical media store and I saw a Now album that had music on and I liked, or a genre perhaps I was interested into investigating, I would probably buy it because I know that the Now brand is reliable and it holds a certain nostalgia for me. It would be a shame to see the physical version of the albums disappear from stores entirely, as they are such a British institution. The future of the Now brand seems to be online and based solely in streaming, which to me isn't nearly as exciting, but if it means that the Now name can continue to entertain and delight listeners, then I am all for it. Thanks so much for listening. Do you agree? Disagree? What was your first Now That's What I Call Music album? Why don't you get in contact with us? We're over on Twitter as at anyone podcast. We're also on Facebook. Just search for us. You will find us. Longer rants, rambles, and considerations can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a like rating review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us grow the podcast and we can infect more ears. I think this time I'll leave you with something very, very nostalgic for me. It's a chart countdown from British TV show Top of the Pops. Thanks again. Stay safe. You got this. Hey, it's a Mac group move. They're up to number 21 this week. Cameo, single life. Here are the charts. And it's a chart entry at number 40 for the alarm and strength.
And a chart entry at 39, level 42, something about you. Down nine at 38, King, alone without you. Down seven to 37, I wonder if I take you home, Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. Chart entry at 36, aha, take on me. Down to 35, go the damned, is it a dream? Down seven at 34, dire straits, money for nothing. And dropping to 33, running up that hill, it's Kate Bush. Princess Sam, your number one, goes down six at 32. And a new entry at 31 from the cult, Rain. Down 11 at 30, the cars and drive. And down 9 to 29, into the groove, Madonna. Up 7 at 28, five star, love takes over. Up to 27, St Elmo's Fire, John Parr. New entry at 26, the boy with a thorn in his side, the Smiths. And down to 25, go UB40 and Chrissy Hind. Up 12 places, 24, the cure, close to me.